Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. Okay. As promised, in this episode, I'm going to go over the rest of the exciting announcements Google made at their Google I.O. conference a few weeks ago. As I said last week, the bulk of this conference was centered around AI, and they actually revealed eight new AI features that will be coming to the Google ecosystem soon. So let's go through them one by one and talk about how they might apply to our lives and businesses. This is a really, really exciting and innovative time, so I can't wait to go through these eight new features with you. So the first one is a new Help Me Write feature coming to Gmail. So Google is rolling out a new feature for Gmail called Help Me Write. It's basically AI-assisted email writing natively within Gmail so that you can prompt AI to write email responses for you. And based on their examples at the conference, it seems pretty sophisticated. The AI can read any given email chain for context and create responses that will likely require only minor editing before sending. And they also have these quick buttons underneath the response that you can press to quickly modify the tone or the style of the response. For example, if you thought the initial AI-generated response was too casual or too brief, you can click a button to formalize or elaborate on that response. And they gave some examples of this tool in action that were pretty cool. The one I liked the most was an example of a group email chain that you hypothetically have with your family trying to plan a potluck where everyone has to bring something to this party. And let's pretend your family created this Google spreadsheet and everyone wrote down what they were going to bring. And at some point in this email conversation, you had linked to that spreadsheet. And then perhaps like the day is coming up and someone in the email thread is like, oh, like, what do we still need? What's missing? And you're like, well, I know we have the spreadsheet. I don't really want to go have to open up the spreadsheet and summarize everything and send it out to this person. Well, now you can ask AI to summarize which dishes are already being brought. So the AI tool will be able to detect the Google Sheet linked within your email chain, analyze it automatically for you, and then write a quick response listing out all the main dishes that are already being brought to the potluck. It will even be able to make a private notation for you, referencing that it got the information from that specific Google Sheet. And if you liked the AI-generated response, you can quickly add it to your email and send it to your family. They also gave an example of using the AI email assistant to create a refund request for you. So let's say you were going to take a flight and you need to cancel it and request a refund. The email writing assistant will be able to even detect things like your confirmation number in your email chain and draft up a request for a refund right there for you. This feature is rolling out soon to Gmail users, but you can also add yourself to the waitlist at g.co slash labs and sign up for the Google Workspace waitlist. Number two, immersive street views for Google Maps routes. So this next feature is an interesting one. I'm not sure if it will really stick and be useful or if it's just a cool experiment, but essentially, for some cities around the world, you will soon be able to view your Google Maps route in an immersive view if you want to. We've already been able to see immersive views of locations around the world inside Google Maps, like 
when you Google the Eiffel Tower and you want to see an immersive view of the area rather than just a 2D image, you can do that. But now Google is working on having those same immersive capabilities for your Google Maps directions as well. For example, maybe you are thinking about riding your bike to a new location. You can enter that destination into Google Maps and it will give you, let's pretend, two different routes that you could take. Since you're biking, you'd really like to take the more scenic route. So you can enter the immersive view within Google Maps and get a real life feel for what it will be like to take that route. It sort of zooms in and virtually follows the route, sort of like as if you were flying along the route in a drone or something. And it allows you to see which view is prettier, has more nature, uh, has more protected bike lanes perhaps, etc. And it can also superimpose the weather and traffic predictions in this view to help you make your decision as well. And this feature is going to be rolling out this summer, and they said it will be live for 15 different cities around the world by the end of the year, including New York and San Francisco. Number three, new AI photo editing tools. So Google is coming out with new AI photo editing tools with an upcoming tool called Magic Editor. Now, in addition to doing things like removing distractions from your photos, you can edit in even more amazing ways. And they gave a few examples to highlight what this tech can do. Number one, imagine a photo of yourself at a waterfall hike, holding your hand out in front of the waterfall so that it looks like the water is splashing into your hand. You're semi-happy with the photo, but you feel like it could be better. Well, with the AI editor, you can make some corrections to the photo to make it look exactly how you want. For example, they showed that you could remove the bag strap that's over your shoulder. So that's not distracting you. It just looks like you're wearing a nice top. You could decide, oh, you know, it was a little cloudier than I remember that day. So I'm going to remove some of the clouds in the sky and brighten things up. And when you adjust the sky, the AI will know that, like, let's pretend you remove some clouds. And that would theoretically make everything brighter, right? If you remove clouds, the sky would become brighter and the overall lighting in the photo automatically adjusts as well to these new conditions of a sunny day. And perhaps you posed slightly off. You wanted your hand to be exactly underneath the waterfall to look like you're catching it, right? But let's pretend you were like a little off center and it doesn't look exactly how you wanted it. Well, no worries. You can highlight your whole body and move it left or right within the photo until it's positioned how you like. Another example they shared was a boy sitting on a bench holding a large bundle of balloons. However, the wind blew while you're taking the photo. The balloons blew off to the left a little bit. So in the photo, the top of the bunch of balloons was slightly cut off out of the frame. And once you look back at the photo, you're like, oh man, you know, I, he's kind of off center. He's sitting on this bench, but he's a little too far to the left in the frame. Like, I really wish he was more centered in the photo. Well, with the magic editor tool, you can highlight the boy on the bench and the balloons that he's holding and drag the whole thing to the right so he's centered in the photo. And then the AI will automatically move everything that you highlighted to the right within the photo, and then fill in what should have been in the blank space that's now created by moving him to the right. So for example, it will expand the length of the bench for you, and it will auto-generate the missing tops of the balloons that were out of the frame initially that should have been included when you move the object to the right within the photo. It's pretty cool. It's kind of unreal how sophisticated this editing stuff is. Number four, they're coming out with some big updates to BARD. 
And if you haven't heard about BARD, BARD is essentially Google's version of ChatGPT. As you probably know, they were a little late to the game. ChatGPT came out, you know, guns a and BARD was sort of this not very popular second choice. BARD used to only be accessible via a waitlist, but as of May 10th, now anyone can access it directly at bard.google.com. And BARD looks and feels very similar to ChatGPT, sort of this blank window, and you can type in prompts and ask questions and receive AI-generated responses. BARD is connected to the internet, so it has the most up-to-date information possible. And BARD is currently running on Google's language model called Palm 2, and they are even working on an even more advanced large language model called Gemini, which BARD is going to be using once Gemini is ready for release. So it's going to continue to get better, even though it already is better than version 1.0. So Google talked a lot about how this newest version of BARD really excels at coding and how developers can use it to help write, troubleshoot, and correct code. So one of the most exciting announcements for, you know, non-developers, because I, I could go into more detail about how to use it for code. Like, it's pretty cool. You can even, like, highlight a section of code and be like, what does this part of the code do? And it will tell you. Like, that's pretty cool. But probably not applicable to most of us listening. So for us, one of the most exciting announcements is that you can now export Bard's responses directly into Google Docs or Google Sheets. And they gave a really, really cool example of how a layperson might do this. So they gave an example of using BARD to help research possible college options and then exporting those findings into Google Sheets so that you could pretend you want to share your college research with your parents, for example. So you could start by telling BARD the different types of things you're interested in, and it will give you some suggestions for types of academic programs you could attend based on your interests. So let's pretend you picked animation programs from their suggestions. You can then ask it to find colleges with animation programs located within Pennsylvania, for example. Perhaps that's where you live. And it will give you a list of all the animation programs available at colleges in Pennsylvania. Then you can ask BARD to display these colleges on a map, and it will pull up information from Google Maps to show you on a map exactly where all the colleges are located. And then pretend you still want more. You can ask it to format the information as a table, and it will automatically make a table for you to show the names of the universities, the location, the names of the degree offered, all organized in a nice table. And then pretend you're like, okay, this is cool, but oh, I forgot. I really want to know, you know whether these schools are public or private. You just say, hey, add a column to the table indicating whether each school is public or private, and it will do it automatically for you. Then you're like, okay, cool, this is everything I need. You can click a button to export the table directly into Google Sheets where you can share it with your family. And they will also be bringing Google Lens directly into BARD so that you can upload an image and interact with BARD about it. So for example, you could upload an image that you are planning on posting on social media and ask it to write a caption for you. In the future, more tools and apps are also going to be able to integrate directly with BARD as well. So they mentioned that companies like Redfin, Spotify, YouTube, Google Calendar, Walmart, TripAdvisor, Instacart, and Khan Academy, among others, are all working on BARD integrations. They didn't go into all the specifics on what these types of tools might do, but it doesn't take much to imagine a future where you can ask BARD, for example, to create a custom meal plan for you and then order the groceries for you through the Instacart integration. 
And Bard is also going to be integrating with Adobe Firefly so that you can also create your own AI images directly within Bard based on your text prompts. So wow, those are a lot of big upgrades to Bard. They are essentially trying to become like an all-in-one AI tool, it appears to me. Like you can use it to generate information and then if you use Google Workspace or the Google ecosystem, you can so easily save that information within your Google Drive or Google Sheets or whatever. And then you don't even necessarily need to use a third-party program for image generation either. They're rolling that in as well. So it seems pretty cool. And that little tidbit about interacting with an image that you upload is very unique as well. So you could upload an image, that idea, that use case of uploading your social media images and asking it to write captions for you, like, whew, imagine the time you could save there. The fifth new thing is AI coming to Google Workspace. So I know in the beginning, we talked about how you will soon be able to have AI write emails for you directly within Gmail. Well, Google isn't stopping there. You will also be able to use AI to help you write directly within Google Docs as well. So at the Google I.O. conference, they shared an example of using AI to write a job description for you within Google Docs. Like, that's a tedious task. Most people don't love to do it. So now you can just simply tell the AI writing assistant the type of job you're hiring for, and it will spit out a really well-done job description that you can tweak slightly based on your exact needs. You can also use AI to help you create spreadsheets in Google Sheets. So for example, you could tell the AI assistant that you need to create a new spreadsheet for your hypothetical dog walking business. You can tell it that you need to keep track of your clients, the type and number of dogs that they have, the length of the walk that they need, the price, and the contact information, for example. And then in just like a few moments, it will automatically create that type of spreadsheet for you with all the appropriate columns, and you can just tweak it as needed. Personally, I'm so excited about this one because I really dislike the tedium of creating things within spreadsheets, and I can't wait for the day where you can just ask the AI bot to do things like, oh, find the average of this column, for example, and it just tells you. You don't have to like type in any formulas or anything like that. Another exciting way you can use the AI assistant is for meeting notes. So let's pretend you took some shorthand notes about your meeting in a Google Doc. You can then ask the AI to convert your notes into a nice concise, well-formatted email summary to send out to your team within Gmail. Boom, time saved from tedious tasks yet again. And Google Slides will also be getting some AI features as well that will allow you to do things like generate AI images to insert into your slide deck based on the text on the slide, or instantly create AI-generated speaker notes for each slide based on what information is present on the slides. So overall, I think this category of AI developments might be the most useful and practical for small business owners. If you currently work as, let's say, a virtual assistant for a business owner, it would definitely benefit you to start learning how to leverage AI to be even more effective and efficient with the work you are performing. Because even though AI is going to make it much quicker and easier to perform certain tasks, I don't think it's going to totally take the place of assistance in the workplace. The role just might change slightly. So instead of you actually being the one in the trenches performing some of this tedious work, you become sort of the orchestrator of AI. So you learn how to prompt these tools to perform the tasks you want and then edit the things that they spit out for you to match the brand that you're working for. Innovation number six, Vertex AI can be used to create your own machine learning models. 
So next, Google talked about a platform called Vertex AI, which Google Cloud users can use to create their own machine learning models. And honestly, this stuff starts to get super complex here, and I feel like I currently understand it more on a theoretical level than a practical one. Like theoretically, I understand what this tool can do, but I don't really understand how this would come to life in real life, if that makes sense. Like if I actually wanted to create my own machine learning model, I don't know what the actionable step one would be, for example. This stuff is really complex and has a big learning curve. So I'll definitely keep learning and talking about it on this podcast as I continue to understand more. But the presentation at Google I.O. was very surface level. They just shared some interesting real life examples of how big companies are using Vertex AI to integrate AI capabilities into their businesses. For example, Canva is coming out with an AI-powered tool for video editing. Wendy's is actually testing out using AI for people to order food via a chatbot in their drive-thrus. And a company called Replit is using AI to help people create their own apps without needing to know how to code. So you just tell it what you want your app to do and it will make it for you, essentially. So they also talked about how you can refine your own models that you're making using human feedback to make them even better. So obviously this tool, the Vertex API uh, integration, is what many businesses and innovators will be using to create new AI tools and services that leverage Google's Palm API. And if you don't know what that means, it means that you can use Google's language AI technology within whatever tool you're trying to create. You just connect to it via their API and then all these tools that are giving you the ability to ask the AI a question and get a response, like you can use that tech in whatever tool you're creating. And then you can train it in your own ways to refine it for your own uses. And we will all be keeping a close eye on this space to see what sticks in this emerging area. Number seven, introducing Project Tailwind for using AI within your own drive folders. And this Project Tailwind idea is another one that I think will be a big game changer for business owners, freelance writers, content creators, students, educators, and more. It's not publicly available yet. You can only add yourself to a waitlist, but once you have access to it, you can essentially use AI to interact with and analyze just a specific set of documents. So this version of AI is not going to be connected to the internet or other outside sources. It will only analyze and pull from the information you specifically give it access to. So let's say you're a college student. You could keep all of your class notes and assignments in a specific folder on Google Drive, maybe alongside some PDFs or other resources provided by your teacher. Then you could import that Google Docs folder into the Tailwind tool and chat with an AI chatbot that is only able to access the documents in that specific folder. And then from there, the possibilities are endless. For example, you could ask it to summarize the information for you and create study guides. You could ask it to create a glossary of key terms from your notes. You could ask it, what are the different viewpoints on XYZ topic? And it will summarize those from the documents you provided with citations on where it found that information. But what this sparked for me was how useful it could be for scientific journalism as well. If you could theoretically upload all the journal articles you found on a topic and ask the AI to synthesize data and key points for you, possibly with citations based on the examples they provided. I mean, of course, we don't know how accurate this is actually going to be, but the idea is still super exciting. And they even mentioned the idea of lawyers uploading all their case files to this tool and then using the AI to help them prepare for a case, for example. 
There are really so many possibilities here, and I really can't wait to be able to try this one out. And number eight is the battle against misinformation. So Google closed out the presentation on AI by talking about the battle against misinformation online. Given that AI can make up things and spit out incorrect information in a way that sounds very convincing, or the fact that some AI tools can be used to create things like deep fakes or images that are not real, Google is trying to come at this in a responsible way. They mentioned that they will start labeling images in Google that are AI generated so that you can understand the source of an image. Just like you can right click on a blog post right now and learn more about the source, which I've discussed previously on this podcast, soon you will also be able to do that for images. You will be able to see where the image first appeared on the internet, where else it is seen online. So you could see, you know, is it used in reputable news articles, for example, whether this image has been shared on social media, and to help you determine whether it's a reliable image or a fake, essentially. So you can also search for the image in Google Lens, and if it is AI generated, it should be labeled as such within Google search. And they are also putting safeguards into the AI responses generated by their tools so that it will not give incorrect answers to prompts that are trying to get it to spit out incorrect information. For example, if you ask Bard to tell you why the moon landing was fake, uh, that's a leading question, right? You're asking it to prove your own viewpoint as you gave, as you provided it. And as of right now, if you ask Bard that question, it will tell you that the moon landing was not faked and why that is. Or another example that I tested, I asked Bard to tell me why the earth is flat. And it said, the earth is not flat. There is a vast amount of evidence to support this, including, and then some bullet points with the reasons why. So this seems like it could be a slippery slope. I don't know who gets the final say over what is fact or truth or not, but we will see how this goes in the future. I understand the bigger sentiment behind it is to prevent the spread of potentially dangerous misinformation and to not contribute to the radicalization of people by giving them a chatbot that just tells them what they want to hear, essentially. So Google is also using something called the Perspective API, to try to reduce the amount of toxicity online, including preventing their AI tools from producing toxic content. So this API has the ability to detect possibly toxic language and avoid using it. And Google has said that all large language models, including OpenAI's ChatGPT, are trained with the Perspective API so that they won't use potentially harmful language or slurs or things like that in their responses. So final thoughts. I mean, there you have it. Eight new AI features that will be rolling out within Google in 2023. And as always, if you want to add yourself to the waitlist for any of these features, they are all available at g.co slash labs. So you better bet I went and signed up for like every single waitlist because I'm super excited to try all this stuff out. And just to recap here, the new upcoming features that we talked about were a new help me write feature in Gmail. So you don't have to write tedious emails by hand anymore. Number two, immersive street views for Google Maps routes to help you find the route that best suits your needs. Number three, new AI photo editing tools to make your photos look exactly how you imagined. Number four, big upgrades to BARD, including the ability to export information to Google Docs and Google Sheets, and soon new integrations with a variety of apps. Number five, new AI tools are coming to Google Docs, Google Sheets, and Google Slides that will make it easier than ever to write, create, and organize spreadsheets and create high-quality slideshows. 
Number six, the ability for businesses on Google Cloud to build their own large language models to bring AI capabilities to their businesses. Number seven, Project Tailwind for using AI to analyze a specific set of documents. And number eight, safeguards to protect against the spread of misinformation or harmful information via AI. I know, it's a lot. (laughs) The sheer magnitude of these changes sometimes hits you like a tidal wave and you're like, wow, work and life are probably going to look a lot different in the next five years as these AI technologies become more and more mainstream. So I'm really excited and interested in staying abreast of these developments. So again, if you are interested in learning more about this too, I'd recommend signing up for my email list at seowaitlist.com. Just add your name to the form and you will start receiving all my helpful emails with tips for building an online presence using cutting edge tactics and technology, including AI. And of course, you will also be notified anytime I have a new offer or my signature course, SEO Made Simple is open for enrollment again, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're not yet a member of my free Facebook group, the Unconventional RD community on Facebook, I highly recommend joining. It's a free space to connect with over 14,000, I know, I can't believe it, other online wellness professionals interested in building an unconventional career. So come join us to chat all things business, and I will see you there.